Good morning, James. Good morning, Mama D. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'd like everyone to know that this is Mama D with Life Coach Mediations. I am co-hosting this program for David Gonzalez, the ultimate podcast speaker out there in the U.S. at this time. And we have today Dr. James Turknick, who's running for city councilman. And I would like to uh, let him introduce himself. Go ahead, James. Hi, I'm James Turknick, running for Dallas City Council District 7. That is the southern sector of Dallas and a portion of downtown called the Cedars to the Lamar Street. It also is old East Dallas up I-30 all the way to Eastfield College. And then it's Pleasant Grove, Skyline High School, Buckner Terrace, uh, it's uh, choppy and it's a pretty good area, pretty good size area in the 14 and one district. One of the most diverse uh, districts in the 14 and one. We have Asian, we have Hispanic, we have Latino, we have blacks all in the district working together. Cool. So tell me, James, if I don't mind if I call you James. <laughs> That's fine. That is great. Okay. What made you want to run for office, especially as high as the political climate is right now? Why would you want to run for office? I've uh, had that in my men mentality for a long time. And um, I also am an ordained minister and outreach person. I've, I've worked with the uh, civic groups over boards, and I just felt like it was really time to do more. And seeing my uh, district, which is District 7, in a shamble and needing leadership, it was up. To, I felt like it was up to me to launch out and do what needed to be done. Cool. And what would you say is the number one problem in your area? Our number one problem deals with safety. And uh, we have a tremendous safety problem. We have a council member that was one of the leading people on talking about defunding the police. And so from my uh, studies, and I talked to a lot of police officers, I worked with a lot of police officers and a couple of former chiefs are my mentors. And one of my chiefs said, if Dr. Turner, if they defund the police, then you're going to have really big problems because the police may lay down on you. And if a resident needs the police and the police doesn't come, I said, well, what do you mean by that? He said, well, imagine this. The police says car didn't run, but he went and did something to the battery and you had a resident that really needed help. Yes. Well, the resident is going to hurt. That's what's going to happen. And that's exactly probably what happened. We had over 251 homicide murders in, in Dallas more than any city in all of Texas in 2020 with the defunding of police. And so we didn't want to defund the police. We could have gotten money for other areas to get them into those areas. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't understand the police, but that money, that overtime money was part of their livelihood. And we need to figure out how to work with the police. And that's the plan that I have called YES. And we have a plan to work with the police and the community. So you're telling me you're don't want to completely get get rid of the police because we all need them. Seriously. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when you need help, who do you call? The police, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're trying to restructure the police department or just work on your training? What are you saying? I think uh, definitely the police uh, department need uh, some retraining. And we mentioned that. I mentioned that to them. I uh, was told by my mentor to call a meeting. I called the police association. He said, it's not the chief. You should call the association. So I called him, told him I would have a meeting. Well, it was time for my interview. So I went and did my interview. And I said, listen, I'm asking you guys, especially 
uh, to stop killing our young people. And I know, especially in, in, in the minority areas, we have a lot of minorities killing each other, and that's not good at all. Mm-hmm. It's not good for any citizen to kill each other, but we have a lot of police killing minorities. I said, we want that to stop. We want those bad characters out of there, and we know that you want them out of there also. Okay. And those that can be retrained, we would like to have them retrained. Number two, I'm asking that you would go into the schools. And the reason this is, I want you to get familiar with our kids in the schools, through the study halls, through the alternative classes and after school. And then number two on this issue, I want the kids to become familiar with the police. And then I, I, popped, I popped the third one and I said, then I want you to recruit officers from our youth. And that's when they started saying, what? You say we can recruit from the youth? I said, sure. Don't you guys have a, a deficit? Police? Okay. Okay. They say, yeah. And I think about three or four of them clapped their hands. So they enjoyed that. I would also wow. like to junior academy placed inside of the district seven schools so we can train these young people while they're young to be police officers when they come out there. The more training you have, the better. Yes. We can see a lot of our police officers don't have training in dealing with the mentally ill or de-escalation skills, and they need more of that, um, you know, to deal with a lot of cases. Some of these people should not be dead. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. in most Black communities, the weapons are being used a lot of times, not all the time, uh, like the 16-year-old girl that had the knife in her hand. Now, I'm not saying it's a difference if they were white or whatever, but there are many people, the police stop, that are white every day with weapons in their hand, and they don't get killed, okay? Yes. So we that same behavior also in minority communities as well. Mm-hmm. And so we won't, you know, we don't need a child dead. We want to make sure that we do the right thing first. And I'm very familiar with the police. I've worked with them. Last year, I was working directly with the police downtown. And one of the officers came and said, James. Yeah. He said, Craig, stunned, uh, put a taser out on a 13-year-old. So he knew I was going to question Craig. Craig, why did you stun a 13-year-old with a taser? Mm-hmm. And Craig, why? He said, well, for several reasons. He said she went after her mom and her sister with a knife. And then she was playing violin on her arm. I said, okay, she probably needed to be tased. Okay. <laughs> there are some yes. situations where those weapons need to be used. And so that's what the police have to be able to make those critical decisions and um, use those weapons when necessary. But we don't want a police officer shooting someone and saying they thought it was a taser or they should be well-trained and well-defined and know the difference mm-hmm. between a taser and uh, a gun because they are yes. they are different. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a show all in itself. That's for sure. Maybe you can get back to that later on. Sure. And I feel also that other countries train their police officers for so much longer than when we train ours. Mm-hmm. And that is the issue right there is that we should not train as, for one year when other countries are training their police officers with less fatalities, by the way, in Mm -hmm. three to four years. So that might be an option for our officers as well. Mm -hmm. I remember, James, uh, when I was a youth, we knew the police officers in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. We had the visitations in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And there were not nearly as many fatalities at that time. What do you think changed from, say, 30, 40 years ago to now with the police officers? I think the lack of knowledge. You have a newer police officer that are running the system. 
mm-hmm. and they failed to um, rely and to relate or to communicate with those that are older. Mm-hmm. Uh, like our city councils have done in Dallas, when they decided to defund the police, they should have gotten some more counseling before making that decision. Because yes. I went to the police officers, the elders, and they said, do not do that. Mm-hmm. It is going to cause a dysfunction. And that's exactly what it did. Then we had to look at what can we do. Also, I suggest that we put a junior police officer uh, academy in District 7 and help train them. But we need to have community policing involved, like utilize our seniors, specialized senior men. You go to a lot of convenience stores like 7-Eleven or these other convenience stores that we have, like Racetrack. It's very dangerous. Somebody's always asking for money. Somebody's selling drugs. They're doing all kind of illicit behaviors out there. If you have three men from a nonprofit church or a mass or a congregation out there and they're passing their literature, it's going to deter this behavior and people are going to leave. So we've got to have some community policing in the midst to help uh, our police. Yes, that, th- those are very good um suggestions for the police department and I would love to have you at city councilman. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately you're not in my district. (laughs) Okay. Um and what would you say are the good things in your area? We we hear about all the negative issues in your area. What about some of the good things you have in your area? I think that we are the most diversified uh, of the 14 in one and we work it out. We get along together and that's unique right within itself. I mean, all the races get along. We have the uh, Asian community. We have uh, the Hispanic uh, community, the black community, white and other races. And we all get along and we all live in District 7. So that's one of the greatest uh, strengths that we have in District 7. Our District 7 is different. It's pretty large. We have about 47 thousand registered voters and some places we have a food desert some places we have more than enough groceries okay some places we don't have uh, good safety some places very safe some places a gated community and uh, they they can walk the dogs they jog they do everything and it's some nice areas in district seven so it's a very diverse community and you have to be diverse unfortunately i feel that a lot of the city leaders work with the people who did the voting for them. In other words, if you got my votes out of South Dallas, then I work with that group. Mm-hmm. Now I votes out of East Dallas, I work with that group. Instead of working with the entire District 7 to make sure that it's safe uh, and uh, secure, and, and a lot of our seniors say they don't feel safe, even the men coming outside. But that's not all over, but that is in South Dallas, one of our major problems. South Dallas is not far from downtown. But I would say this to the other District 7 people, if they're not safe in South Dallas, they're not going to be far from you because they're across the bridge down the street from you. And so we have to make sure that District 7 is safe, that it is clean so we can bring in new rooftops and new businesses. Oh, that sounds great. I think we had spoken briefly about rooftops, by the way. And you have this green idea of the city. Tell me a little bit about that, because you know I'm green. With mm-hmm. my <laughs> and well, I am definitely an arborist. So yeah. well, I don't want to think I'm a green expert, but we now have a partnership with people who are the green movement, and we want to bring in green jobs, not only jobs for um, regular people, which we want them to have, jobs for our people that are homeless as of right now. 
they're hiring some of the homeless people and hopefully we can hire some of the kids. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to be able to recycle trash and turn it uh, back into energy so they can be able to help our community. We want to um, work with more people who are involved and we want to reach out to other green movements and just make a district seven an awesome green um, movement area. We also want a cultural down MLK Street because this bears his name right now. And you go down there, it's a lot of prostitutes, uh, drug dealers, drug addicts. Mm-hmm. We want to clean up the street and have a cultural experience so you can come down there and have a good time. And this sounds great. And this is not a plug, but I was also interested in getting people certified to be green, just to uh, just change a few things, not to change drastically or anything or something scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, the Green Business Bureau is an awesome organization to start okay. with that, if you're ever interested in that. Uh, I highly recommend that you look them up, Uh, get certified, get get people out there, get certified green if you can. That way it will put it first and foremost in your mind. Okay. Um, Okay. What do you have to offer the community? What is the job of the city council? What do you do exactly? The city council write policies and enforce policies that are written. They make sure that your streets are taken care of, the lights, uh, everything that surrounds your house, your community, and your schools. They put the money in those areas. A lot of people think it comes through the presidency, but actually it comes through the city council. So if things are not happening in your neighborhood, then that's the city council. The code is not being done. The trash is not being empty. And the things that your neighborhood is not being done, that's upon your city council. And real estate and things that are coming in, they bring in new businesses, opportunities. And our YES program, YES is for young people, uh, 35 and under, we want to stabilize and pull down the crime and make them more solid people. E is economic development. We want to bring more job opportunities and green jobs, all type of jobs. We have some that are working right now, some jobs where they're handy jobs. Everybody's not going to be a lawyer. Everybody's not going to be a doctor or a minister. But then some has need a job and are skilled with their hands. So we're going to bring jobs in of different types, uh, IT jobs, you name it, uh, chef jobs. We're going to have training. We have an event center right now where we're going to start doing training weekly. You might want to check it out. It's a very beautiful event yes. center, 1709 MOK Center at MOK in Colonial. Mm-hmm. And on the bus, uh, the uh, 26, I bring you there and drop you right off. And uh, uh, we're going to do training about business, how to do business with the city. Um, if you have something to offer to the city, we also want to partner with those that have capital saved up and uh, they want to partner and open their own franchise or their own private business. The city want to partner and be a partner with the people in the community so we can bring jobs and that we this will pull down crime as well. S is for senior safety and security. We need people to be safe. Yes, yes. Well, I think that's most cities, but definitely our own, is specifically in South Dallas. Um, it is noted not just for the sunny side <laughs> in South Dallas, but unfortunately, it's also noted for the high crimes. We would like yes. to see it develop a little bit more for the people that's in the local area. Um, and how long have you lived in the district? As you know, did you just move there or did been you there, grow up there? 
no, I, I'm from Dallas. I went to the United States Army and uh, came back in 1991. And I've been in that area since 1992. So it's been a long time, almost 30 years, almost, and uh, done a lot of work in the area, had a lot of outreaches. And uh, I, the lady says, I said, well, none of the city council did put me on any of the boards. She said, well, what warrants you to be on the board? So I said, well, I'm a three-time soldier of the month, three-time uh, three NCO of the quarter, um, none, I mean, most distinguished drill sergeant, pastor of the month, minister of the week, uh, number one radio show, number two. A TV show on my DMA, um, congressional aide, former congressional aide, two-time precinct chairman. I just started naming stuff, ordained pastor, bishop, certified transformation coach. Um, um, I have so many different things, counseling, Christian therapists, I've done all of that. And so, and also been a junior Olympic gold medal in boxing and a football champion as well as a track champion. So I know that uh, you want leaders that want to win. And so I have that mentality. And if I was a person, if I wanted to be a city council, I would pick the best people, even if they ran against me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, that's unusual. Most yes. people only want to pick their friends, but a man that wants to pick the best person for the job, that's, that's unusual these days. That truly mm -hmm. is. Um, what type of organizations do you have for children? Because that's close to my heart as well. Um, mm -hmm. Are you supporting the children in your area? There mm -hmm. is one group that I just love. <laughs> Again, not a plug, but they do awesome work. Uh, mm -hmm. It is called Urban Dreams. Mm -hmm. And Urban Dreams has like... Um, a similar program that you were uh, wanted to institute as far as getting kids into college and get them focused on uh, using their gifts. Mm -hmm. These kids happen to have a gift of music and performing. Mm -hmm. Will you stress more emphasis on um, children in your area or would it just be a blanket of everyone? Uh, which is, I find it very difficult to just... Um, to work with one group, but right. how would you integrate the children into your plan with being city councilman? Yeah, yeah, that's why my plan is called Yes Youth of First, and that's from zero to um, thirty-five. As I said, young people, because even some of our younger people are not stable like they should be, and uh -huh. we want make a change in that era. And I've always worked with youth with youth programs as far as early childhood. Good. Because early childhood teacher. I'm an early childhood director, owner of daycare centers and several people that we sent like 14 people to school, paid for them, and they own daycares or their directors of child in the areas. So we want to partner with other youth programs that will build our children and get prepare them for um, college and the arts. And yes. uh, the city councils are really have a lot of power to push the arts. And we want to make Dallas, like Nashville, uh, uh, we want to be like Hollywood. We want to do movies. We want to bring movies here. That's why I think Governor Perry put money in position a while back. I don't know what happened after he got out of office to make sure we bring more movies back to Texas. We want our children to get involved. We would like a movie done with the children and with the police mm -hmm. and our relationship movie so the kids that can be shown on the children uh, uh, the city's channel, they have a channel for the schools, yes. to all of the children in all of the schools. So it can show a relationship because we right now have a problem where children are now, and, and not just children, but minorities, especially are wanting to raise up on the police. Some have even said they will 
will start taking matters in their own hands and shooting the police. A lady oh, wow. shot officer last week, a young lady, a uh, young black lady. We, and I told them, no, we don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, they're upset, they're in fear, they're afraid. Uh, my niece says she was at, she was coming to meet me for a meeting. She said, Uncle, I have to go to Fuel City. These four black guys were outside and one said something, uh, you know, I macho man to a Caucasian fellow. Mm-hmm. The Caucasian fellow took it the wrong way. It was nothing said wrong. He started calling the police and things went to escalation. The guy didn't say anything negative, but the, the guy perceived it as negative, called the police. The police got there. My niece said that people putting their hands up, pulling them down, they didn't know what to do. They were afraid. I think a lot of people are afraid of the police. Yes. We yes. have to go back and we have to And rehearse. rightly so. <laughs> rightly so. We have to rehearse that you have to just go back to say, yes, sir, no, ma'am. Um, do what they say. Uh, comply. Because if you go and move, like I saw on the video, the police told the girl not to go after her phone. She got her phone. She called her mom. And everything he told her not to do, she did. She got her, she got her gun. He shot her, she drove her car off and killed herself. We have to comply, we have to be obedient. Now, I do know there are some polices that abuse people. When I was a child, they abused me. They talked down, talked about my mom, they kicked me. I was an adult, I got abused by police. This happens. But as long as I had a suit and tie on, I never got abused. But in my sweatsuit, they would pull me over and talk crazy to me. So I do know there are a lot of minorities that are being abused by the police. This shouldn't be in our neighborhoods. This has to stop. We have to address these type of situations. Are you willing to work with the local organizations uh, like churches? And one mm-hmm. that comes to my mind is uh, New Leaf uh, Missionary Church with Pastor Moffitt. Um, mm-hmm. He and other elders in the community, uh, in your district or near your district, they mm-hmm. are willing to work with the city. Are you willing to work with the community to find out mm-hmm. what the true deeds of the community are? Are you willing to work with them? Definitely willing to partner and put a resource book together so we can put them together and put them out in churches and in businesses and all around our nonprofits so that if people need help, then they can go to that particular uh, resource instead of us being scattered like a sheep without a shepherd. That sounds great. Uh, What about the constituents in your area? Um, You have, like you say, a variety of people. You have Hispanic, uh, you have um, Asian, Black, white, what will you do to bring all the people in your community together and work mm-hmm. on your issues? How would you do that? I would try to bring opportunities where we can come together as a group and dialogue, where the Blacks can learn from the whites and the whites can learn from the Blacks and Hispanics can learn from the whites and Blacks. We can all learn from one another. We have to um, be, you saw the movie, uh, Mrs. Burning and uh, in the movie Samuel Jackson, he told uh, Jack the attorney, he said, Jack, me and your child will never be together. Easy for you to say. And he's like, you're not, it's, you're not going up there showing no compassion because you're just doing a job. You're just a public defender because our children never, and so he got his attention and made him go do the right thing. And at the end, their children got a chance to play together. This should be happening. 
this is normal. This is community relationship. We've got to put pull the fear down of blacks afraid of whites, whites afraid of blacks, and and let's get restored. Yeah, we've had problems. We don't want to sit up and argue about problems all day. Right. They have been there. We have some whites that feel like there has not been a problem. I understand that. We may have some blacks that feel the same way. We may have some blacks that think that all whites are bad. They're not. We've got to work out our problems and work together as a community. And that's what I'll bring to the table as a leader. Well, let's end that right there. I think that's the best note you can say is we need to work together, Mr. Turknick. I really, really appreciate it. It has. Let me give you my great- website. My website is yesforjames.org. Just yes for James. Everything is lower capital uh, yesforjames.org. Oh, that's great. And don't forget, you can also find, I will try to put that link on my site, which is Life Coach Mediations with an S. Um, mm-hmm. uh, .com. And I would love to try to keep up with you to see how this election is going to go. I wish yes. all the very we best. We need to go vote May, May 1st, Saturday. Go vote. Get out and vote. Tell yes, them. everyone, Share get out and vote Turkey. if you're in the district. <laughs> T-U-R-K and Yes, yes, it, go vote. It has been great speaking with you. Thank and um, once again, this is um, Sharon Harris which is Mama D, <laughs> co-hosting <laughs> for David Gonzalez, um, the awesome podcaster out there. Awesome. Hey, uh, David. <laughs> hi, David. <laughs> and I just want to wish you both a wonderful weekend and um, Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bye. <laughs>